Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, Trump signed an $8.3 billion package to fight the coronavirus. The money in, for example, Washington State is going to support public lab testing, isolation and quarantine costs, sanitation of public areas, tracking the virus. Of course, $3 billion of it is going to go to vaccine research. Rand Paul was one of only three senators who voted against it. And it looks like they're doing everything that they're supposed to be doing, both to increase panic and debt and spending. That's exactly what they're doing. The talk today has been of all the new tests that are available. And I have to say, for an entrepreneurial mind who has the resources, you want to make a lot of money right now, develop your own coronavirus testing kit and mass produce it because the CDC, private companies are developing these tests right now. Some have already got them ready. It takes three to four days to get them out. Doesn't exactly inspire confidence in me that there's all these different testing measures. This is just like the 2009 H1N1 thing where there was no consensus consistent standard of testing that ended up producing really no positive test results. But right now, they're spreading the the test out there. And that means that we're going to see a sharp increase in positive results, whether or not people actually have the coronavirus. They're going to get positive test results. So look for that to come. And coronavirus merch. All the the charlatans are making a killing off of the coronavirus right now. That you can guarantee. Large and small. Globalist charlatans are also making a killing. When you see who is profiting, it doesn't surprise me that they're kind of going along with it. I mean, some people aren't, but this is also where it comes into play that the CEOs of companies aren't really representing you, the individual shareholder. They're politicians. They are not the guys who own the company. You always think of them as having their interests aligned. And yes, board members can have liability issues for doing the wrong thing, but who's to blame somebody? It kind of reminds me of medical malpractice. It's not about actually doing the right thing or following your conscience or any of that. It's about following the prescription that the AMA lays out. And I think similarly, these guys are going to get away with anything they do, even if it's against shareholder interest, because it's not actually, they're not going to be held accountable for that. And their interests, like our politicians, are not aligned with their alleged constituents. Yeah, they can't, you can just develop a test. And because there's no way to test the test, so to speak, they can just send it out there. And the people who create tests are required to send the results to the CDC. So the CDC can just check off a number and it can increase the number without really knowing if people capture any disease or anything. My doctor said that he wouldn't know what to test for. Yeah, the testing after I heard that James Corbett and the Cheryl Atkinson stuff where it's crystal clear the tests are not only historically inaccurate, but these current ones, I'm telling you, I heard it on Laura Ingram the other night. She had a doctor on who I guess is on her show fairly often and he said They knew the reagents in the tests were faulty when they sent these tests out. So there's no value. There's actually anti-value in the information that's supposedly generating. Absolutely. A couple quick hits about that, and then I can tell you 
briefly about the CNN Global Town Hall, which was extraordinary, extraordinary propaganda. The ship that we spoke about yesterday, the crew, the princess, the grand, grand princess ship, princess. which is floating off of the coast of California now, there are 45 people who are being isolated. They're using the term isolated as opposed to quarantined. And Sanjay Gupta made a point to point out the difference in those two. I can read you a definition of the difference in a second. But waiting for their test results. The way that they got the testing kits to them is they had a military helicopter lower the testing kits onto yeah. the sh- talk about fear when yeah they're they're promoting that drama bomb far and wide that's unbelievable I mean, why is that even an important detail except for the drama effect? I mean, I heard it on the radio. I saw it on my computer. It's just that little meme is being pushed. That conveys the idea that even the military and all their protective gear will not even step on board (laughs) of a ship where somebody might be infected. Like Vetterkiss would say, I would not search that with your computer. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, you won't search that on anybody else's computer. I'm not going to board that plane with your face mask. That has an impact. The propaganda impact of that is showing that to the world. So if you see somebody with coronavirus, if the military will only hover over this person with a helicopter, you're getting the hell out of there. (laughs) And I heard that somebody interviewed about that actually was on that boat or whatever was close to it said yes some people are having chest congestion and um coughs i'm like yes so people have the cold which coronavirus is a cold it's not even the flu it's we can't take we can't risk it (laughs) we can't risk it kill them tip them off the edge of the ship certainly gonna put them in a petri dish and grow it yeah exactly that's what they're doing and they're now starting to target children in the propaganda by saying we can't seem to figure out why children are not as affected Probably by because children don't really die of old age pneumonia exactly heart failure because like they they're not yeah do it. they're not 90 years old and they're saying <laughs> it would have to be real because kids are asymptomatic they are secret spreaders of the oh. virus those slimy little babies round them up oh my goodness it's unbelievable they're dividing us with this and you know who it's going to hurt i was thinking about this last night because my brother is a mechanic and he does not do business online his website is like dial up i mean he is a offline oh, kind of so guy gonna hurt the dinosaurs the yes. cash for clunkers but, right took out our ability to actually fix our own cars yeah and all the stuff school and business is all being pushed online virtual like you talked about my brother george the friendly truck driver is grounded this is going you to can't s- get to Atlanta because they've he does trade shows. This yes, this is going to force people offline who do business oh, yeah. and who interact and offline online. Is, it's just the panic. Join the Borg because it's of not the panic. The sickness. My brother isn't offline because he is sick. No, like if you look at the all the impact is people making decisions, which. Funny enough, was part of the Event 201 thing. They were very clever in how they rolled this out. Their entire focus on Event 201 wasn't, or most of the focus wasn't on how the disease was handled, but how it was not on how what the on the disease itself, but how it was handled, how it was talked about, how it was reacted to. And there is not. It, I've been trying to put pen to paper and take all the event two hundred one stuff and compare it with all the headlines that I've read and articles that I've read. Every single there's like an, one of those games, like a kid one column of what and one column of the other, and you could just draw lines connecting the statements. Yeah, it's such an overwhelming task because 
absolutely every single line item in Event 201 I could find five articles for. And it includes this idea that you can't, uh, that we, this is the latest thing I saw today, that we absolutely need to roll out protocols for kind of universal coronavirus vaccines, universal influenza vaccines that we have to have. Like you pointed out, Kelly Leffler was the one who delivered the message on uh, public-private partnerships. Neither governments nor corporations can handle it on themselves straight out of event. That was actually action item one out of Event 201. And as Johns Hopkins leads the way in their analysis and in being the experts on this, I am flabbergasted that they would selfishly withhold everything they've learned and all that the, they actually determined in a situation almost identical to this, a list of seven action items. Why wouldn't they refer to those? That's a great question. I wish somebody would ask one of these officials that when they had these daily press conferences. Could you imagine? I actually thought of that. I thought, could you imagine if you were at a press badge? I'm, Monica Perez from WSB, and I'm at the Trump thing at the CDC, which may or may not happen, or is or is not happening. Yeah, that was confusing. And I raised my hand and I said, oh, excuse me, President Trump, have you or any of your staff examined the call to action from Event 201, or are you aware of Event 201? Fake news. I just want to know if you think- Get her out of here. Hear that question. You'd be escorted out. Are you going to hear that question? The way I was interrupting you is the way you would be interrupted, and they would not let they you get that question out. You wouldn't even be there. I know. You, you, you'd the be The question out. would not even start. Burn her badge. That's what would happen. But there's nobody there who would ask the question. I know. Right. You only it's get in there by screening right. your questions. It's a I mean, scripted interaction. that's the whole essence of it. People are like, why would they all collude to it? It's like, that's not it. They're just, it's a self-selected yes. or- objectively selected group of people who will not ask those questions. Right. I mean, when, when people, when people used to tell me to pull my punches on WSB because they didn't want me to go down, they wanted me to be quiet so that I could survive. Not because, or that the audience wouldn't like it or whatever. They weren't saying you be quiet. They were just like, Hey, you just need to, don't be an idiot. Obviously, right. protecting their access, these journalists want. will. They care more about the access than they do or, revealing yeah. the truth or asking tough questions. Or, or any, any, like it's not even access because what does access give you when the story is false? It's, it gives you exposure, it gives you fame or money or success. There you go. Yeah. But it's like I read about Skull and Bones where they actually deliberately find people who are not leaders, they will not tap you. For Skull and Bones, which is the most prestigious secret society, if you're a leader. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, they want people who will fall in line. And what's trending right now on Twitter is the hashtag coronavirus challenge. The coronavirus challenge, here is how it works. You go as long as you can without touching your face. That's the challenge. You try not to, because that's one of the health measures. So it's a game now. And now people share videos. I've probably gone 30 years without touching my face. Yeah, I don't have to touch Sorry. my face. Whatever, as as old as my children are, I, 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 I've, we're already in those habits. That's why we don't have these things anymore, right? We wash our hands. Americans wash their hands. Like there's studies done. Like people are absolutely downright paranoid about leaving a bathroom without washing their hands. Like they yeah. look around to see they're in a hurry, but they can't do it. Yeah, cannot do it. 
Maybe guys, but chicks, no way. I wonder how long until... And we're all watching each other, by the way. Like if somebody we are walks out of the bathroom without... I mean, not just coronavirus, just in life. If 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 there is somebody in the bathroom who's walking out without watching, you, you literally think to yourself, I wonder what country that person is from. Right. Yeah. And you... I look around when I see that and I see all the stuff that that person goes and touches. You know where the most disgusting things that exist? I guess with guys it's different, but with chicks, there's no way. The, yeah, those hot dog things like at Quick Trip. Oh, those they are get disgusting. really sick. People, I've, see, I've seen somebody palm a hot dog and put it back before. There are a lot of things. food fairs in New York, festivals, and people literally get food poisoning. But food poisoning is different. Food poisoning, you can really, you can spread that and you there's no way, you you can't wash your hands off of that. No, it's disgusting. The town hall last night, speaking of disgusting, the CNN town hall, the global town hall, I'll keep this short with Sanjay Gupta and Anderson Cooper. It opens up on the two of them standing side by side, real dramatic music, and they tell us that they are having this town hall because they want to decrease our fear and anxiety about the coronavirus. They're very serious. We just want to make sure you're okay. You don't need to be scared. You don't need to panic. Meanwhile, they're saying all of these things while standing in front of a giant screen that depicts the planet, (laughs) but not the typical map with all the blue and green colors you might see. This is a darkened, post-apocalyptic, blackened Is this the Johns Hopkins Corona Tracker? It's just like the Corona (laughs) Tracker. Which you had said, oh, it's not the actual, but it's just like... It it looks exactly like it. It probably is the real one. It might be. Because Johns Hopkins is the ground zero for this propaganda. He's sitting there, we just don't want you to panic. Meanwhile, this blackened planet behind them looks like... It looks like in a movie when someone gets their brains blown out by a gun and the blood splatters all over the wall. The planet is covered in dark red. It's clearly intended to look like blood is being drizzled all around the planet. And that those blood droplets represent where the coronavirus is spreading. So we don't want you to be scared. The red death is coming to kill you is what they were conveying. This was a propaganda. Or it's a cold. <laughs> right. Exactly. These are all the people in the world who have a cold right now. It's unbelievable. It's such an, <laughs> an intentional propaganda symbolic people message. People know it. Everyone who's complained to me, like normies, they think it's real. I mean, they think it's bull. It's crazy. They're like, this is bullshit. I can't go to work. I can't do this. My kid's not in school. I can't drive my truck. I I have to uh, batten down the hatches for a terrible quarter. I mean, it's and everyone thinks it's bull. They might as well have had coronavirus ravaged corpses showing on the screen behind them as they told everybody that they're fine they're going to be okay then they cut to a live interview not a live interview they cut to a live segment and they went live to outside of the nursing home in seattle where eight people have now died 14 people have died in america you were right about that they are that they're killing the them. panic that's killing people yes. because they can't it's uh, the stress on the resources and the fact that they're not really caring for those people and they're so old it's they terrible. Really need that extra effort and you can't it's just like the thing where Nasser who was convicted of molesting like seven women and the court recognized like 150 or 250 victims. And then there was a millions of dollars settlement. But like you pointed out, the seven victims should have split those millions of dollars. Instead, it's like 250, most of whom were not even proven. It's similar to this, like to by diluting resources 
from over-inclusion, over-validation, the true victims really suffer. Yeah, these people aren't getting the care. They might survive otherwise. They might have good care that helps and them get through it. And they probably have novel coronavirus 19, which is every year there's a seasonal flu, a seasonal cold. This was last year's, and, and that's what it is probably. This prick reporting live for CNN is not just outside of the nursing home. He's across the street because you can't get anywhere near the house because you might catch. That's how dramatic that he was being about it. Then a car starts driving by in the middle of the live <laughs> thing and they start yelling from outside camera view. Somebody starts yelling, put Trump in there. Put, tr- put Trump in the nursing home so that he catches oh, the really? virus. Really? Yeah. And then he starts that's, yelling. That's F, funny. F Trump. They start screaming F Trump over and right, over again. That was definitely a setup. Yeah, I think it was too. That's the takeaway from the because horrible. Because if they had said, we want Trump. They wouldn't have allowed it. They would that's cut, what I kind of would have believed. They didn't cut away. They just that. let him yell. Yeah. yeah. So that's enough of the coronavirus for me today. I know we've talked about it a lot. It's just an extraordinary well, propaganda Well, no, I effort. mean, we were just too far ahead of it because now I, li- I literally looked at like CNN on their homepage and every single headline is the coronavirus and yeah. then if you go to like the wall street journal every single headline is about the stock market route yeah but all that stuff was an event 201 so if you go back to our stuff from a month ago it's all in there i'm like bored with it i'm like yeah yada 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 yeah yeah right <laughs> you know? but i really want to do the thing where i just like take it one by one but it's it's so overwhelming it's so much work Right. I should do it. Though. I, I hope Somebody's that those people it. in that nursing home, I hope they get help. But it's you're right. The panic and the fear is what's killing those people in that nursing home. I mean, that is all that we're experiencing. Think about it. See, this is the thing that I think about propaganda in general and the news and how they have a stranglehold on our political system, on our public square, on our civics, is that it's all just the propaganda. If you could get people not even just to like not vote or be libertarian, if you could literally get people to stop being exposed to media, the whole thing would fall apart. Think about that. You would like make your food and eat it. You would like teach your kids how to read. You know what I mean? You would just, well, actually that's where it starts, right? But I'm just saying like all of this stuff is just in our minds. Yeah. These people who get so angry and are so triggered by Trump, and some of it's fake, but some people actually really oh, do get no, triggered. Yeah, they're definitely being manipulated w- with this a- emotional. It, it, it wouldn't be this wouldn't be happening if it didn't actually wasn't real. Like if people were right. really triggered by these words and ideas. And the sad thing about it is that without Trump, their life would be empty right now. They wouldn't know what to do with themselves. This is why I think we have Trump. I've discovered this. I was like, Obama was great. Hope he changey, a real distraction for a while. But we still talked about policy. Who could you possibly get to distract the country for eight solid years? Assuming it's eight, but four so far. I mean, it has been solid, intense empty emotional controversy every single solitary day since his opening salvo in June of 2015. What's the what they used to say about Barnum and Bailey Circus? He is PC Barnum. The, I mean, that, the greatest that, show on on Earth, or on something Earth. like that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's no, what his, we're witnessing. His that PC Barnum anal, uh, analogy has been used since the very, very, very beginning with this guy. It was in a book I read. I think the Trump Nation book from years before he was even a. a twinkle in uh in Rupert Murdoch's eye I just think that that is probably the single greatest 
characteristic that has led him to suspicion. The only thing I would worry about is that he doesn't really want to freaking do this for another four years. Not worry, but like the only twist I see is that like he actually just resigns or gets impeached or whatever in 2021. And then Pence takes over and oh my goodness. I mean, and then he's the opposite. Like no one could be more boring. And then that will just, he will never survive. Well, Pence... If this coronavirus... Oh, yeah. He's taking center stage as coronazar. If he fails as the coronazar, that's a reason to replace him with somebody. Oh, yes, yes, Michelle, yes. Maybe Trump idea, snatches yeah. up Michelle Obama before Joe Biden does. Really maybe. throws well, a twist in the story. George Bush. That's true. And he is... A, oh, my gosh. You should pick Ivanka. That would be awesome. People would lose their minds. It'd be kind of like incest. I yeah. Think. <laughs> well, like just Not just nepotism, but like downright incest. So... They have a new Democrat state of the race on predictit.org, the betting site, the gambling site. And they have four potential 2020 Democratic nominees. I'm going to list them to you in order. These are the four that are the top that you can bet on. Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, and then Kirsten Gillibrand. Those are the top four on predicted. Yeah, it's really strange. The Hillary Clinton thing I get. Yeah. The Gillibrand really one is it's very minuscule. She might be tied with everyone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, That's okay. who they're featuring. But I saw though. the emblazoned across foxnews.com this morning was the headline. with a, It was a picture of, you know, like a Photoshop picture of Trump, Biden, and Sanders. And it said, that 70s show... <laughs> that, was the, that was the headline That's good And then it said Women and young voters And I don't know why They didn't say minorities But it said Women and young voters Voters might just stay home This election day So that would be I think Stacey Abrams Might call that De facto disenfranchisement By not actually Including them Not that it was a racist Move by people Overtly Like somebody Who's controlling it But the way they do racism what the way they evaluate it is if the impact is racial, even if the motivation was not, if the impact and this subjective impact. Is. Yeah, the impact is de, de facto disenfranchised. I felt so like you were giving me a racist face look. You looked like you had the face of a racist. That's how I felt. Therefore, you're a racist. But I can't be racist against you because you're white. Not you. I'm saying hypothetically. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Just by B. I don't understand what you're saying, but I'm sure. It's like those cameras that scan your face to see if you have oh. an angry mentality to, to oh, determine if I you're going to shoot somebody or think not. Think of that. There was a black mirror like that. And Amazon's coming out with the like live emoji, the emoticon, whatever oh, that you can put on your thing, yeah. your lapel. But I forgot. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. If you have some kind of like antisocial, any kind right. of antisocial, which would be racist, anti-government. You look like you're thinking racist thoughts right now. Arrest that man. No, but they can put like a a a test, you know, like a brain scan. We know how accurate tests are. They could put like a sticker on you. And if it turns a certain color, oh my then gosh. that will be. So can I. Uh, I don't know what made me think of this, but can I move on to the yeah. to some little thing I want to tell you about this guy? Oh, I know what it was. It was about getting targeted. This guy, uh, Robert Lorenzo Hester Jr., was the first Trump-era kind of FBI terrorist sting. It started in twenty. It was made the news in twenty seventeen. He just plea bargained to nineteen years in prison and just life on parole after that. 
listen to the, what this guy, I mean, it's really tragic. In 2013, he did a brief, brief stint in the army. I can't see what his problem was. I think he was a volatile character. It wasn't a dishonorable discharge, but he was gone pretty quickly. Is this the guy with a mental illness, they said? Had a mental illness? Well, I think they all have mental oh, sorry. illnesses. I did not see mental illness in any of the articles I read. Okay. The words mental illness, I did not see. So he had a domestic you know, domestic charge for having a fight with his wife in a parking lot. And uh, that was, I think, in like 2017, something like that. And the FBI then began communicating with him <sighs> in light of a couple of extri- what seems to be very mild kind of anti-government social media tweets. And he, what they did was they asked him, they, they, he said he w- was a Muslim, even though he's a chronic pot smoker. And they asked him if he was ready to go, whatever. And he was like, sure. They gave him money on a regular basis. This guy was dead broke. They gave him money on a regular basis. Sometimes he even brought his little kids with him to the meet because he didn't have child care. out of work. And oh then they gave him, uh, according to one article, they gave them to him. Another article just seemed to, to say they showed them to him. But they gave him three AK-47s, two handguns. And then they asked him to give them the materials for a pipe bomb, which were get this nails and duct tape but he didn't have any money so they gave him 20 they paid for it sent him into the store he got nails and duct tape he came back gave them the nails and duct tape and he is going to jail for 19 years one of the reports said that they threatened him and his family with a knife at a certain point another terrorist attack thwarted by the fbi that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's yeah. absolutely terrible. I mean, we can we can talk about Bill Cosby and his lawyer can say famous white guys or famous rich guys or something like that should be on the lookout. Nobody cares about this guy. He is literally going to jail. His wife and kids, he just they targeted him because they thought he'd be a patsy just like the phishing scam where if you if it's if he's dumb enough to fall for it, he's going to fall for it. It's always like that very vulnerable people people don't realize how frequently this happens every time i see a story like once a month i see a story about a thwarted attack or an extremist that was arrested by an undercover operative and then if you read the case files that story you just told same thing it's the agent's idea the fbi agents give them the ingredients they tell them where to get the stuff sometimes they sent one time Langley at the CIA sent the person all of the materials to create a bomb from Virginia. And the guy had no idea how to do it. They had to teach him how to do it. It's unbelievable. They, they can put the, it's kind yeah. of contrapment is what it really is. It's, it's awful. And they, and they do pe- put actual people in jail for this stuff. And I'm sure it's to like keep it alive that there's all these terrorist plots, but there aren't. There aren't, or they wouldn't have to do this. It's like there practice to be huh? undercover. It's like undercover practice. Go practice being undercover. Yeah, it's undercover. like drills, except for they throw people in jail. Yeah, exactly. It's a live and drill. And they're always plea bargaining. I mean, oh, almost man. everything is plea bargaining. The San Bernardino mom. Did we talk about this? The San Bernardino mom? So San Bernardino was this thing where this husband and wife supposedly did terrorists. Like, there's absolutely no chance on earth they did it. No, 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 no. The witnesses saw three guys in SWAT. So many people have communicated with me about that. I remember the story. No chance. No, they didn't do it. The lawyer came up and said, oh, my gosh, now I get why people think Sandy Hook was a hoax. The these guys had nothing to do with this. And like I had found in the beginning pictures of them like nor- dressed completely normally. He was like a computer programmer. She was, I think, a Saudi chick. 
you know, like with money, no headdress or anything like that. They had a little baby. The mother used to babysit. And uh, I saw another picture of the the husband zip tied with his hands behind his back and his ankle zip tied shot in the head. That was how he died. So you never heard from that lawyer again. Never. And the mother just plea bargained to 18 months in prison for destroying evidence. The fo- sure her, she- On her phone? Is that the evidence? I don't. Uh, I don't know what where her evidence was. It, the phone did factor into this. So like I went to Apple to get a phone and I was like, hey, I know you guys like t-. he's like, do this for privacy or whatever. And I was like, there's no chance you're not getting into my phone if you want to. He's like, right. no, no, San Bernardino. You must realize that, you know, San Bernardino is like, are you kidding? <laughs> I don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> throwing that out at me. That's what it was for. And that's what they're told to say for sure. And uh, so anyway, she plea bargained that. And I mean, Every there's time. no way those guys did it. So she's going to jail. She plea bargained. Felicity Huffman plea bargained. No, Felicity Huffman probably oh, did it. She did it. Yeah. This chick couldn't have done it because, well, she might have done something, might have been a cover up for something that didn't happen. You know, maybe she, maybe she destroyed stuff. That's possible that she destroyed stuff that would have looked bad, but it can't have been evidence of the crime because the crime didn't happen. It's like Trump with the impeachment. It's like, why would he cover up something he didn't do? They could scare somebody into destroying stuff. And then or I call mean, the Mueller the report, not yeah. the impeachment. Right. Exactly. Of course. But I'm just saying that's what they all are. Tommy yeah. Chong went to jail for something he wasn't even accused of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wasn't even accused him. of it. We need to try and interview Tommy Chong. I think you got, you would be a great, I think that'd be fun for you to interview him. <laughs> totally fine with me. You've been defending him for a while and you're right. And he, he seems Bill like a Cosby, cool guy. Bill Cosby, Lachlan. I'm yeah. all over this stuff. Heck and yeah. I used to bring it to WSB. That's the funny thing is that like I read these stories like, oh, I told everybody that. I told everybody like, okay, <laughs> but she's not. Nobody wants to hear what she has to say. One quick thing I forgot to tell you earlier that I teased. Look for these two terms. The difference in isolation and quarantine. Isolation separates sick people with a contagious disease from people who are not sick, while quarantine separates and restricts the movement of people who were exposed to a contagious disease to see if they become sick. Oh, that's very interesting. And uh, can I add one thing to just one more thing about Afghanistan? Yes, please. Just so you know, like, so the Afghanistan thing, I dug in a little bit. It's been in the news today a couple of times. One was uh, a gunman killed 27 and injured 20 at an event that was commemorating the death of a Shiite leader. At that event was Abdullah Abdullah, who claims to have beat our guy, Ghani. I believe Ghani is our guy in the presidency, the a presidential election. So they both are actually planning parallel inaugurations. There's a real like constitutional crisis going on in Afghanistan. This right now. feels like homeland. There's a b- internal really? battle. Yeah. In the Afghan oh, yeah, president. That's what's and- happening. And I think they were trying to assassinate this guy, but he got away. And the Ghani thing. So I think the peace plan is kind of like what we're doing for Netanyahu to make sure he wins is that we're, we're saying, Hey man, we're I, Ghani can say, I'm going to get the U S to withdraw just don't listen to Abdullah Abdullah. That's what's going on in Homeland. That's crazy. Is it really? Yes. Like, I didn't know. I was just like, hey, there's actual meat on these Internal powers competing with each other, saying some of the things that you just said. It's wow, crazy. Wow, that is so This predictive programming, man. And then the other reason it was in the news is that the uh, ICC, the uh, International Criminal Court, I think, it, uh, is, is allowing investigations against... 
U.S. personnel in Afghanistan for war crimes, and Pompeo, who is probably the lowest form of life, of course, objects to that. Susan Rice, in a further flipping the script, like you can't even get a good anti-war lefty, she says that uh, it to withdraw from Afghanistan, America's longest war, and which we have absolutely no reason to be there, they are not invading this country, uh, it cheapens the sacrifice of all the fallen soldiers not to throw good bodies after death. And there is an excuse you can continue to use infinitely. Of course, because if you follow that advice, there will be a an infinite body trail. Sick. I'm blown away by yeah, how that's, on point crazy. I'm glad I threw out that Homeland threw that out is there. to that. One quick thing. Here's an interesting headline. Trump says sexism not to blame for end of Warren's campaign. As though <laughs> that's a horrible position to take and you're evil. It is. Do you think Elizabeth Warren dropped out because of sexism? It doesn't matter because it could have happened. There you go. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend.